It is time for another big, fun episode of the Shared Interest Podcast. Very excited to continue the preview of the 2016 NFL season. I will continue to play the part of the host. I will continue to be Tommy. Today, I will have a wonderful conversation with a great football mind. My longtime friend Greg will join us. Greg's got some interesting thoughts on teams that might surprise you. We'll talk about a couple of potential wagers, and then a candid and touching discussion about the state of concussions in today's National Football League. Yes, it's going to be quite a show. I'll tell you, this job is not difficult, but it is time to go to work. Shared Interest Podcast, number six, I think. It's the NFL Preview, part two, coming your way after these messages. Just kidding. There's no messages. And I welcome the sharpest of the sharp, Greg. How are you, buddy? Doing well, man. About yourself? Not too bad. I'm very excited about the NFL season. As we record this, they haven't actually played a game yet because the Hall of Fame game, which I, I wasn't really even aware that that was going on, but it turns out I didn't need to be because they couldn't play because the field was painted dirt asphalt there was something wrong with it yeah from what i heard the the paint congealed it was like playing on tar but if you talk to anybody it's uh anybody's ever played on that on that uh field uh, they've all basically said it's like playing on concrete anyway the first thing that came to my mind right then was the pontiac silver dome where the lions used to mm-hmm. play the memory that i have from watching football as a kid was that if you get tackled on that artificial turf it's like getting tackled on the sidewalk oh yeah it's there and uh probably the most famous is philly back in the old vet the vet i remember in different sports yeah. same stadium when Pete Rose won the World Series, which is really, I mean, this is more memory from seeing highlights than, I can't pretend that I have an actual recollection of the 1980 World Series, but I have seen a lot of Pete <laughs> Rose video, and he yeah. used to bounce the ball off the ground, and it would bounce up like a yeah, tennis ball. And in the vet, when he played for the Phillies, Pete Rose, most famous for gambling, second most famous for being the Reds, he actually spent time with the Phillies with Tug McGraw, and his kid was like a, a disowned or estranged country singer. Bring a little pop culture yeah. to the Shared Interest <laughs> podcast for me. What's the McGraw lineage? Before we talk about football, let's talk about a dead guy and his potentially turbulent relationship with his son, even though it's none of my business. Do you know uh, off the top of your head? No. No? Well, I, well, well, we'll put it this way. I, I can tell you this. I know his son, his name is Tim McGraw. He was, he was married, or probably still is married, to Phil, uh, who used to do the uh, the lead-in for Sunday Night Football until they got the younger, hotter version, the latest blonde bombshell. It's not the same one? Oh, dude, I'm so no. bad at this type of stuff. I like the way you brought it back around to Sunday Night Football, though. Uh, the Sunday Night Crew, probably one of my favorite things about the ISO games on Sunday Night and Monday night are the broadcast crews. I really do mm-hmm. like Chris Collinsworth. I know that everyone's a fucking pundit, and on Twitter, everyone's a critic, and everyone could do everyone else's job ten times better than the person who's doing it. That type of negativity aside, I really enjoy mm-hmm. Collinsworth, and uh, I absolutely love Gruden. Is it Tariko and Gruden? No, Tariko's now on NBC. It's going to be uh, Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough, you the, know old, that you yeah, know the old well. Boston guy, I think. Uh, yeah. His old man was a newspaper guy, Will McDonough. Yep, and then and he's an announcer, and then his brother is the general manager of your Phoenix Suns. 
Wow, I did not know that. So it's kind of like the Albert family, but without all the backbiting and panties and, and awful tabloid headlines. <laughs> right. All right, well, let's yeah, steer this yeah. fucking thing back onto the road just a little bit. So sure. tell me something that you absolutely expect to happen, something that your virtual lock for this coming season, something that you just know is going to happen. Wow. Well, seeing as my uh, conference championship game picks were so spot on uh, from last season. We don't want to go back. We want to take a perspective look at this. We don't to, <laughs> I don't know why you got to bring up bad times. I don't know anyone who had the Panthers in that Super Bowl. Me and all my crew, we were all on the Bronco. At least that's how I remember it now. Yeah, yeah but uh, I would say if there's one thing I could definitely see happening this year without a shadow of a doubt, is even though he's only going to play in 12 games, I can see Tom Brady, probably one more far-fetched, winning the MVP. But I definitely think he'll still throw for 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. He is going to be in such an FU mode. People said it, people said it last year, right. you know, when he, when he beat the suspension, but now that he's actually going to serve the suspension. He wants nothing more than to go up to that podium and tell Goodell to shove it up your ass. Well, so and I'm now two for two guests who (laughs) go to the aggro Brady. Now, there's no way that you probably could have known that Tony also said that he was looking forward to Brady being completely rage and, you know, just eating other teams alive. And I'll say the same thing real quick that I said to him, which is I I'm not down with that narrative at all. I always feel like Brady's the most competitive person on the field. As long as they're not getting blown off the ball the way they were by Denver and you can keep people away from Tom's feet, he'll be a great quarterback. The whole idea that he's going to come out and rage even more because of the suspension. I think that's, it's a fun story and it's a great meme. If you have Brady, you know, pushing the plunger and just destroying the world. Um, Oh, of course, I'm on board with Brady nuking everyone. Naturally, I'm on board with that. Of course, but I feel like he's just a Jordan type competitor. So, regardless of whether he's suspended or not, he was going to come out to try and maim the other team. All right, so that is a mortal lock. Mm-hmm. Now, give me something that you expect to bust. I am going to have a two pronged approach to this. I'm going to go with, in my opinion, I don't see Carolina winning more than nine games. Or making the playoffs. That is from left field. Talk more about that. That's the first time I've heard anyone say anything like that. You know, it uh, obviously they're getting Kelvin Benjamin back this year off after the ACL. They they pretty much brought everybody back on the offensive side of the ball. They got Jace too healthy, but who knows? That may have been an outlier year of actually staying healthy. Uh, their offensive line got completely exposed, albeit against what now looks like a generational type defense in Denver that year. And I'm not so you know they let Josh Norman walk. Charles Tillman retired. They have nobody in the secondary, pretty much. I mean, you, me, and probably go out there. We'd be their third, fourth, fifth corners. Um, uh, anytime that you can pull a hobo off the street and he's got a good chance of becoming your nickelback, that's probably not yeah. a good look. That Not not extending yeah. Norman, that's one of those things that happens to really good teams. They have to face those adversities. See, I, I don't know what Vegas has on the over-under for their wins, but whatever it is, I take the under. Put, put, put. And the other thing, and this may not surprise people, it may, I honestly think the Raiders are going to win West. I do too, as a matter of fact. I think that that's a very good bet. I can tell you exactly what that is. It's plus 290, or at least it was when I I picked it up recently, and it was plus 290. You know, because obviously with Denver not having a quarterback, I mean, if you have three, then you have have two too many. 
their defense is still going to be good, but you can't win all your games 13 to 10. This isn't 2000 with the Baltimore Ravens. Right. Or 85 with the Bears. Kansas City, Andy Reid. I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless it's a funny <laughs> fat joke, in which case I would love yeah. to hear it. <laughs> Uh, and then San Diego, I mean, you know, they can't get the first round pick signed Bosa. I mean, they have a chance to, I think, surprise people, but they are year in, year out. Their offensive line is so injury prone. The reason why I know this, obviously, my buddy Tim's a huge Charger fan, so I watch a lot of Charger games. You know, I think they're a year or two away. And Phil Rio isn't a great coach. He's a good coach. Took Jacksonville to the playoffs three, two, three years. Went up to New England, gave you guys a game in the undefeated season in the in the second round. So, you know, he know, and that was a young team, and he knows how to get the best out of young teams. And with Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin, Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, I mean, Mike, even Michael Crabtree had a great year last year. Um, their offensive line is solid. They signed the guy from Baltimore. Um, I do worry about, sorry to jump in, but I do worry about Crabtree having contract security. Not that anyone in the NFL, you know, is on a guaranteed deal, but he's not right. up for renewal He's not a, a pending free agent, so I wonder if he's going to go soft again. Far Good. be it from me to call someone in the NFL soft, but I'm much more <laughs> on the Richard Sherman side of that conversation than I right. am on the Michael Crabtree side of it. Put, put, put. I want to flip back to this Panthers thing. Here are the other divisional teams and their numbers. The Falcons are plus 600, the Bucks are plus 655, and the Saints are plus 720. So even if they only get to nine wins, that's not to say that they won't win the division but you know, I, I wouldn't sleep on Atlanta. I mean, yeah, last year they started out really well, five and zero. Oh, then they only ended up eight and eight. Yes, um, I thought you were going to say but Tampa, they, but uh, um, no, I think Tampa's about a year away, and I don't. Okay, and having to go through the dirt cutter ASU year, years, unless he's learned the big lesson, I feel bad for Tampa Bay. He's a great offensive mind. Don't get me wrong. Is Cutter the head coach? Help me out. Yeah, he's the head coach. They fired Lovey Smith to keep Dirt Cutter. So Falcons in that division, golly. I don't know what to trust in that. Yeah, it's hard to trust them. I mean, the, the, the things that I'd like about what they've done, obviously, you got Julio, you got Matt Ryan, you got Freeman and Coleman in the backfield. They signed Sanu Correct. from the Bengals. They got. They also got uh, a little known thing. Was they got the center from Cleveland, Alex Mack, who was a great player. So I think they solidified their offensive line. And it's, just, it's basically just going to come down to me to their defense. I mean, if their defense can finally generate a pass rush to all these defensive players they've been taking. I think they can win 10, 11 games in the division. All right, I like that. I like that a lot. So Atlanta Falcons plus 600. Be taking a long look at that. Uh, talk to me about storylines that you're hoping develop. Something that you would like to see. Things I would like to see. I would like to see... Number one, I'd like to see Cam Newton fall on his face. I just, I've, I've never liked the guy. Um, <laughs> we go right I to just, Cam <laughs> The off-season was just a blur. We're just right back where right. we were. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Please okay. continue. Can't say Cam Newton. Um, I would love to see uh, the Dallas Cowboys go 0-16. Jerry Jones is the worst. You pay $200 million bucks for a team. You're the owner. You can do what you want. Correct. If you really look at since, obviously, we, we all know Jimmy Johnson left. They're pretty much for, for the last 20 years, their record is 500. At what point is that idiot going to finally realize, you know what? I'm a great businessman. I've turned a $200 million investment into the world's most valuable franchise now. Not just the NFL, not just the United States, but the world's most valuable He's franchise. He's bigger than soccer. He's bigger than Jesus. He's bigger than the Beatles. Yeah. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. At what point are you finally going to say, you know what? The things that I've done the last 20 years while they have 
uh, equated to success off the field in my bank account. We haven't done jack squat and try not to swear. Yeah, they have, we haven't done jack squat on the field. So, so here's you know, I'm gonna I come out the complete opposite side of that whole thing. It's Jerry Jones's team. He bought it. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever I think of his business practices and how he inserts himself and what I perceive his personality to be, all of that shit aside, he's the owner. It's his venture. He can do it however he wants. He walked in there. He fired old bumpkin straw hat. Yep. And then they went on that incredible run. You know, you could say he got lucky in the Herschel Walker deal, but he didn't just get lucky in the sense that they they had that transaction the browns would have found a way to fuck that herschel walker draft pickup ultimately he always can look back and say well i was smart enough to come in here make these changes have this success i even he brought in his his bum ass friend switzer and he won a super bowl for god's sake so he has this historical thing in the back of his mind he always knows i've been to the top of the mountain so no one can tell me that my way is no good because i got three rings that show it's plenty good it's his team. He likes to go to the draft. He's He wants to draft the guy who's biggest and fastest and makes the splash, even if it turns out it's not really the right decision in the long haul. Right. I mean, isn't that one of the critiques is he, does, he doesn't let football people make football decisions? Yeah, he, he made, yeah he's the only made all decisions. But if you really, Jimmy Johnson told him how to do everything. Jimmy Johnson created that chart, the trade chart. And, you know, I would... I, I give, as an outsider who hates the Cowboys, I can't stand the Cowboys. I've always hated the Cowboys. Let that hate flow, bro. If, Let it go. Yes. If I were to divide up the credit, I would give 95% of it to Jimmy Johnson. 5% goes to Jerry Jones for writing checks. I don't know that many people would have an objection with that statement. Jerry Jones makes a great villain, too. I mean, he's, he's somebody yeah. to hate. The Cowboys are, as you've already mentioned, the most valuable franchise goes hand in hand with that that they're one of the most polarizing so people either flock to america's team or they can't stand them to me it's they're like a carnival show with tony romo and all the different weird ways that he can find to get hurt well real quick i i actually will tell you real quick on romo i have a very close source in the medical profession oh don't violate hipaa don't you violate hipaa on my podcast don't you do it they have no personal knowledge of tony romo and his injuries but they have Knowledge of the injury he suffered. Oh, I like this. It's analogous. Yes, the person that I spoke to basically said the next time he falls, he's gonna, he, unless he learns to fall a different way, if he falls the way he always does, he's going to break his collarbone right away. He's got a weak, weak collarbone. Yeah, well, they, they put a plate in there once the first time. They put another plate in there again the second time, and that broke. And so they plated it again for a third time. And I was basically told that when you start putting plates, you go on your second and third plate, you're pretty much just, I mean, if you get touched the wrong way, you just do the wrong, small, wrong thing. Yeah, it's, it's going to break. All right, I know you've said that you hate the Cowboys. How about if I ask mm-hmm. the question, would you like to talk some shit about any team, any aspect of the 2016 season. Talk a little shit. Um, You're a very classy guy. I don't know if you'll take this invitation. You know, I, I will say this. You know, it's, it's funny. Me being a hockey fan, and you, you know this, people, people have long said that Gary Bettman is the worst commissioner by far in sports. I will disagree. I think Roger Goodell has taken that and just gone to fuckface on clown stick levels <laughs> with how terrible of, and how much he lies and 
Yeah, a few quick rants. Number one, player safety, player safety. If you're all about player safety, why are you having grown-ass men kill each other for 60 minutes on the field on a Sunday and then play again on a Thursday? Well, Bullshit. for money. Yeah, of course, because money well, is more important. Money, but yeah. yeah, so he's not about player safety. He's about covering the leagues, you know what, so they don't get their butt suit off. There's a liability angle to it, for sure. Yeah, I imagine someday they will. Uh, well, they they tried. They reached a settlement in a Philadelphia dist- a district, U.S. district court, I should say, in Philadelphia. That case, yeah, but attempted I, I to litigate that. Be... Well, there's without turning it into a law podcast. There's there are certain aspects right. that are, of that that that's by no means is that done. Please get back. I feel like I interrupted the path of insulting Goodell, and I want to I want to clear the road for that. So, please. <laughs> You know, the Ray Rice thing and the, how he completely bungled that, how he completely bungled Bounty Gate, and then uh, Tagliabue had to come in and save his ass. And basically, not really save his ass, but pretty much undo everything he did. He's had some PR missteps, but it's the most popular league, and essentially they yeah. can do no wrong. And it doesn't matter that he gets caught lying. Is anyone not going to turn on the Patriots game on Sunday? Or sorry, always make a Patriots centric. Is anyone not going to watch the Dolphins game because Roger Goodell is a fucking liar? I doubt it. And right. obviously no one's losing any sleep over player safety out here in the fan community. None of us are turning off the true. game after someone gets lit up on special teams. So I, I can't stand hypocrisy. Yeah. Is it dangerous? Of course it is. It's a brutal sport. Uh, we talked about the UFC, that mm-hmm. same exact thing. These are grown people making a decision. I'm not going to feign a, a care about their safety to try and virtue signal about how pure my spirit is because it's not. And if a guy gets smoked uh, an end around, if Jarvis Landry runs an end around and gets completely lit up, I will probably hoot. <laughs> Maybe not Jarvis Landry because uh, I plan on being heavily invested in him in fantasy sports, but oh, all, <laughs> all fake stats. I know, right? Oh boy. All fake stats aside, when Ben Rosselberger gets knocked silly, I love it. I can't get enough mm-hmm. of it. So I'm not going to sit here and play politically correct and blow smoke up anyone's ass. And to be frank, I don't need Roger Goodell to blow smoke up my ass. Just on, from the public mm-hmm. relations standpoint, he doesn't need to tell me they care about player safety because I don't. You know, what the <laughs> fuck? Right. I mean, are you going to stop watching Thursday games? You know, actually, I, I will be honest with you. I will be honest with you. I You're going to take a moral stand? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I think I only watch maybe like two or three Thursday night games. Oh, because I, of I your schedule. You can't get into the color scheme of the oh, uniforms. No, really, that's what it is. No, that's <laughs> fine. That's honest, and uh, yeah. I appreciate your candor. Well, and then lastly, what I was going to say real quick is I am very curious to see, does Carson Palmer, A, build off the season he had and not the playoffs he had, Hmm. or B, does he go full on Jake DeLone? Ah, well... I think that he's a lot more skilled than someone like Jake. I don't think Jake Lone's the right comp, if you will. Uh, I think of him right. much more in a classic thrower, in a like a Dan Fouts type of thing, if that makes any sense. Perfect sense. Um, he's someone who I expect, as long as the Cardinals line doesn't get him killed, why don't I even turn it into that? Since you brought up the Cardinals, Tony said that he mm-hmm. felt that the team that should be favored to win it all is the Cardinals. That was his take, that they should be going off. They're the best team, top to bottom. They are not going off the favorites. In fact, they're many times the Steelers, the Packers, the Panthers, the Seahawks, and the Patriots. Um, the Cardinals are, are plus 1250-ish 
is what you're looking at for them to to win the Super Bowl. But I tend to agree, man. They look like mm-hmm. a favorite to me. So tell me what you expect from the Cardinals and then tag it with, if they're not your pick for the Super Bowl, give me your pick for the Super Bowl or the runner-up. Gotcha. Um, you know, you're right. The offensive line and the key is it's the right side. Uh, specifically right tackle. They got, they got a good left tackle in Belvedere. They got Epody at the guard. Key is they're, they have a center who was a backup in Indianapolis for a couple of years and then couldn't take the job last year. And so they had to bring in uh, a retread. The, the, the right guard, they got Mathis from, um, you know, Philadelphia and Denver lore. So I'm not worried about the guard, but the, the right tackle, they drafted a kid last year out of Miami who didn't, see one snap last year at all Uh oh that doesn't sound so it's kind of his yeah it's kind of his job to lose right now Uh but uh there there's also some good street free agents out there so yeah they need to send sandra bullock out for a cruise around the neighborhood yeah yeah well luckily steve kind's pretty good at you know he's he's adept at these late in camp signings you know john abraham dwight freeney freeney just left i think i saw in the news yeah he went to atlanta Oh, okay. So, oh, you're following yeah. the Atlanta pick. See? All right. So, assuming that the offensive line holds up, are the expectations for David Johnson insane? Well, actually, I don't have to ask that. The expectations for David Johnson already are insane. Do you agree yeah, that not. he's got that type of sky high rocket potential? I'd pump the brakes just a little bit, but still, as only a second year player who didn't, you know, he wasn't, he was in a limited role last year. The one game he got, of course, won me a fantasy championship. Okay, right. The 40-point game he had. Yeah. So do I think, you know, he's going to unseat Chris Johnson? Yes. Ellington is still here. You know, do I think he's going to live up to those lofty expectations? I don't. I don't think those huge expectations. Do I see, you know, 1,000 yards rushing, 500 yards receiving, 10, 12 touchdowns? Sure. You would know better than I, but is the Cardinals' offense even geared to create a 1,000-thousand no. hybrid? I thought they run the offense no. through the wide receiver. You know, as he says, no risk hit, no biscuit. You want to send the ball down the field, throw deep, you know, throw the 20-yard out pattern. His offense a little bit reminds me of the way Mike Martz ran it in St. Louis. Uh, that's an interesting comp. Yeah, but I don't think that Obviously, I don't think David Johnson were near Marshall's fall. So I've heard so many wild predictions about David Johnson. And, you know, it's like, geez, cocaine, calm down. Guys. I've heard I've heard some pretty wild expectations. So anyway, and then obviously the, the, the acquisition of Chandler Jones, the one thing they didn't have last year on defense was a pass rush. Now they do with him. And they got Marcus Golden, who's having a great camp from what I've heard. They got Kimbichi, whenever he, you know, comes in. They still got Clayus Campbell. So I think defense is going to be better. What I honestly see happening is, and then it's going to segue to my Super Bowl picks, is the, the NFC is going to come down to four teams. It's going to be Minnesota, Green Bay, Seattle, and Arizona. Those only four teams I could see that will come out of the NFC. I like the Vikings again this year, but they had a lot of things go right for them down the stretch and until they missed that kick. That didn't quite go right for them. But, right. Or maybe it did go right. <laughs> Wide right. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, 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 super genius, super comedian. I'll parlay that over to the AFC. I got to tell you, I'm not on the Steelers bandwagon at all. Maybe on Bell's four-game suspension. Uh, Martavis Bryant, out for the year. Their defense isn't that good. I don't know if anybody really realizes that. They're not that good. I would fully expect it's either going to be... I wouldn't um, be surprised at Oakland at New England. for the You know, Oakland could surprise people. And uh, Uh, I think... Like I said... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk on top of you. No, it's okay. Um, if I had to throw another team in there, which I really don't, um, Cincinnati, no. Baltimore, no. 
Jeez, trying to think. Jets smell is all the, the AFC is just awful. Either Tennessee or Jacksonville is going to win the AFC South and win a playoff game. That's my really? yeah. That's my wacky thing. I I wouldn't want to stake myself to one or the other. I would want to give myself a wide enough landing strip to have both the the Titans and the Jags. Well, I mean, Jacksonville has done a lot to improve their defense, and if they can just get their picks on the field, I mean, last year they lost the kid first practice towards ACL. This year, their their top pick had knee scoped. So you know, if they can just get some luck, <laughs> they could get some luck. <laughs> If I had to stake you to a pick, who you got to win the Super Bowl? Uh, Shit or get off the pot, bro. Come on. I know. Uh, you know, I got to take the birds. I love it. They have the coach with the right mindset. They loaded up their defense. Their offense is just going to be as, as good, if not better, than last year. You know, I think that after last year's NFC Championship game, they're embarrassed. They were humbled maybe a little bit, too. You know, maybe they arrived a year ahead of schedule. But if you were to tie me down today, I would say it's going to be Arizona against New England, Super Bowl 51, Arizona wins 31-27. Wow, it put a score on it and everything. I like your style. <laughs> yep. That was flamboyant. <laughs> Settle down. Now that I have your pick, I can ask for any final thoughts as we head into the 2016 NFL season. Oh, man, I can't wait. Football season. You know, I got my fantasy drafts coming up. Right. You know, you get all the, you know, I have six of them, so. Very uh, excited. <laughs> yeah. But it's just a, it's, you know, everybody in, in the in the parody that's in the league, you know, every team outside of Cleveland thinks they can win. Oh, my God. I got to stop you. <laughs> I, uh, I had Tony on and Tony's upset. We were, um, I kind of asked the similar question that you answered Falcons on. His answer, mm-hmm. Browns. Dead, dead fucking silence. Dead no matter what you silence. do, please, when you go to edit this podcast, Promise me, when you go to edit this podcast, <laughs> leave this in. Leave this in. Okay. Tony, I love you, man, like a brother. But if you think that Cleveland will even win more games than Atlanta, I will bet you $500. We've got to bet. He has to take that. Call him a yeah, name. Let's get that, an insult in there, too, so we have, he can't back down or else he's a sis. Good God, what an idiot. Yes, he called you an idiot. He called you an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You better get back to him. You better get back with I a wager. I love Tony, but man, good Lord. Ugh, Cleveland is such a sad sack of shit. It really is. I, I can't believe that anyone would think that they're going to win more than three or four games. But hey, I've been wrong about these types of things before. I doubt yeah. I will be this time. What a perfect way to end it. We just got the call out, the first ever wager on the Shared Interest podcast. Dude. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate you making time. Uh, Anytime, man. You know that. (laughs) 